This is not a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be relied on as health or personal advice. Welcome to the And Life Happened podcast with Jessica and Samantha. Today we're going to do things a little differently and we're going to talk about burnout, what that feels like, and how we have addressed it in the past. Thanks for joining us. So what we're going to talk about first is what burnout feels like or has felt like for us in the past. Samantha, would you like to share what that's felt like for you first? Sure. I could, um, you know, I think we've all had burnout episodes throughout our lives, right, where where it just gets too much. I can share just recently, um, I've been experiencing it myself, where I am super unmotivated. Um, I am overwhelmed very easily. Um, and I, I just, like, it's this malaise, right? This malaise mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. that comes over me and and I just kind of want to disengage disengage from mm-hmm. everything it's not just work it's work it's life like I keep saying I need a momcation I need like mm-hmm. I just need to step away because I just want to step away from life um and and for me like when I start feeling like that I'm like oh I'm burned out I'm burned out like what am I gonna do mm-hmm. what about mm-hmm. for you um, so I think that mine may be my most recent experience with it, because like you've said, I felt it in the past as well, but my most recent one, um, I was deep in it and didn't realize it until my husband said, um, Jessica, you need to stop. You're burning the candle at both ends. And, mm-hmm. you know, and it was a, it was a big moment for me because I was feeling overwhelmed stressed out all the time um Mm -hmm. but i didn't realize how impactful it was until someone on the outside said you're burning the candle at both ends you've got Mm -hmm. to take some things off your plate so what it felt like for me was um there wasn't enough hours in the day or there weren't Mm -hmm. enough hours in the day um I was trying to fit 60 hours of work into 40 hours to balance my work and my family life because really my job would have taken me 60 hours to get done. Um, I lost enthusiasm for things that I loved. I was on multiple committees and subcommittees for um, a concept that I feel very passionately about and I didn't even wanna do those. I mean, I, I did them. Um, begrudgingly almost but I didn't have the desire to even participate in those anymore because I physically couldn't I was Mm. ill I was Mm. tired I was quiet Um, I was talking in a slower speech pattern and I didn't notice it until somebody else pointed it out you know are you okay and I'm going no and no was the only Mm -hmm. thing I could say Mm -hmm. you know how are Mm -hmm. you doing bad you know Mm -hmm. um and so I was talking slower I lost my zest and my energy um and I didn't realize that I wasn't um my relationships were suffering so I mean I didn't feel out of love with my husband or anything like that at all but it felt like um once I was out of the burnout situation then I realized 
how neglectful almost I would say I'd been. I just, I, I didn't have the energy to give to it. So, you know, I would do my day at work and feel like at the end of the day, I had nothing more to give and I would flop on the couch until bedtime. You know, I wasn't cleaning the house. I wasn't, and this is a joint thing, so this isn't a thing about marriage here. Like we we both put in equally, but neither one of us was cleaning the house and neither one of us was caring about organization. And um, it just has a lot of physical, mental um, qualities that it takes on, that burnout takes on. So, I mean, we could talk about them for hours, but it was, I mean, stomach aches, headaches, body aches, fatigue, um, losing interest in things, very similar to depression. And I, I would say it was like a mini depression or a depression because it was, I, I just had no more will to do anything else. I couldn't physically give anymore. Um, and this was a pretty intense burnout for me. I haven't felt it to that degree before. I was crying all the time, all the time. Um, you know, and I just kept thinking life can't, my work life cannot continue like this. Like just, um, you know, I don't want my life to be this, the work burnout that I was experiencing. And I'm sure there's more. Um, um, what else does it feel like for you, Samantha? You know, just even hearing you talk, like, I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> I don't know when the last time I cleaned my sheets was. And yeah. mm-hmm. and I am that person who once a week I wash my sheets, right? Like, meticulously on Sunday, yeah. <laughs> Sunday, I wash my sheets. And, and I'm just now going, I don't know when I washed my sheets. Um, and yeah. And there's dishes on my counter and uh-huh. if you know anything about me th- that is not okay <laughs> right your house is always beautiful like showroom ready you could show it to sell at any given moment that's your house that's not mine <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's mine like I, right I really and and just thinking about like I just don't have the energy to do those things I it's mm-hmm. that really you know that so hearing you talk at, at like I'm like oh yeah you know the energy piece it's like my battery um is it's like on my iPhone when my battery gets to the red mark and it's like recharge your phone yes I'm that's how that's how I'm operating I'm operating in that red yeah exactly mm-hmm. exactly so Samantha when you started to feel burnout what did you do to help remedy the feelings that you were experiencing? You know, I, I'm going to be honest that I'm still kind of in it, right? And so it's mm-hmm. um, very much, for me, a day-to-day thing. Um, I am, one of the things that I'm working really hard on, and what initially, like I paused, right? Pausing for me was super important, and just pausing and recognizing that, mm. um, oh, something's off. Like when I first identified it, it was for me like pausing and being like, something's off. I'm not mm-hmm. sure what it is, but I don't feel okay, right? Like mm-hmm. 
I don't feel okay. I'm not acting okay. Like things are just different. Um, and, and just being able to like pause in that moment for, for a while to recognize it. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and I think that that's part of every day. I started putting on my work calendar, 15 minute, like just breaks. Yes. Super important. Because I'm like, I am looking at meeting, 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 and thinking, I need a break, like an intentional break. So like sticking that on there because I'm like, I need time to like step, step back and pause. Like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. um, that I mean, that was probably one of my first things that I started doing. Like, what what did you start with, Jessica? Well, I will say, um, and we can circle back to this, that the biggest thing that I did for my burnout was to take a leave of absence. And I mm-hmm. feel... Mm-hmm like shouting that from the rooftops because um, I think that I've been in work mode at this location for 10 years and it's a 24-7 organization. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, you sleep. But the minute I got up, I checked to see if anybody had sent me anything that they were waiting on me. And that's, that's on me. I'm not saying the organization requires that, but it's this intense feeling of somebody is waiting for you so they can continue moving forward with their degree or with their work that they need to do and and whatnot. And so when you get up to when you go to bed, I would I had all these boundaries in place, but it felt 24/7. So taking that leave of absence was the healthiest thing I've ever done for myself, and I won't get into what led up to my eventual decision to take that leave but I know that when I go back it is something that I'm going to talk about with my people that burnout is real and just taking 15 minute breaks and I'm not saying that you're wrong in this I have a lot of things that I I have on my list of things that I do and that's one of them breaks is one of them so but that's not enough for our people and it's not enough for ourselves and so I had to actually step away from work um to heal because I was so burned out, I wasn't processing. And um, I was just living in constant um, fight, flight, or freeze. And um, it it would not go away. So all of the other really cool things that we'll get to talk about today weren't working for me anymore. So had I done something earlier to take a break and really get support, um, I don't think I would have gotten to the point where I had to take <laughs> leave, right? But um, that was a huge, huge life-changing experience for me. Um, and before that, there were a lot of things that I did and I will continue to do when I go back. So um, the pausing is one. If I was feeling overwhelmed or emotions that were confusing to me, I would pause, like you said, and just go, what is that? What am I feeling right now? Um, is this feeling accurate or is it because I'm so tired and burned out that I cannot respond appropriately? Pause, sit with it and feel it, identify it. Um, you know, and a lot of times just sitting with it, just feeling it, um, made a difference because I could say, you know what? their response or that email or that request of me really wasn't unfair. I'm just overwhelmed, but I need to set a clear boundary. You know, like, okay, so I got a last minute email to do a project, 
but it's needed of me. But I do need to make sure I'm expressing myself to say, I, 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 I'm at my limit. You know, so I have to sit in it and go, what, what is it that I need? What is it that I need to do? Um, so pausing was a big one. Um, sitting with it was a big one and feeling it. Um, those are things that, you know, pre-burnout, I probably wouldn't have had the emotional responses. Um, but burnout is tough. Burnout is tough. Um, one of the things that I've identified that I thought was a little odd, um, but um, I think it's called compassion fatigue. Is that uh, the, yeah. what nurses and, and caregivers yes. experience? Yes. Um, so I didn't think that that was a thing that we could experience in our work life, um, mm. you know, working mm. remotely. But having over 100 employees or even not having 100 employees, but, you know, having a lot of employees during COVID um, and all of our employees are in the education field, a lot was happening in their lives. Mm-hmm. Not not as much mine, but but I was carrying it. I was picking it up when they would tell me, and I, it was almost like I was a sponge. And mm-hmm. so um, the passing of their colleagues, the passing of family members, the you know all the things that were happening in their lives, the passing of a father, whatever it was, just anything COVID related. Um, the world that they live in in the education industry right now. I was carrying it with me. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. um, as a leader, it was, I need to find a healthier outlet for that. So that really contributed to my my burnout. And I haven't addressed that yet. Um, do, have you experienced or noticed anything like that about yourself lately? Um, I, I, I know that the compassion piece plays a part, but I think for me, it's, um, and I, I think I've even said this to you, it's the number of items on my plate that's really burning me out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so it's mostly yeah. self-induced, right? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, well, because I'll- I... Preach, I wanna, preach. <laughs> I want to take this on, and I want to take this on, and oh, Absolutely. I got a passion there. Um, mm-hmm. And and then when they all pile on together, and you add in the day to day stuff, and you add in, you know, what's happening in our world, and that we're mm-hmm. so isolated, and you know, and the the rest of my life, um, and the changes happening there, and you add all those things in, and all of a sudden, it's like. My plate is so incredibly heavy that like, mm-hmm. you know, I just keep thinking of like the waiter arm. My arms aren't strong enough. <laughs> right? I can't, I can't keep my arm in the air. Like it's like falling down and I don't know how to pick it back up, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think my, mine is more those pieces, um, this, this go round, than yeah. probably the compassion fatigue that's really plaguing me, you know? Yeah, and I agree with you on that one too because I've mm-hmm. the the plate analogy. I've done it multiple times. I've done mm-hmm. the paper plate activity, and you write down the things that you're doing, and you write down the things that bring you joy. And one of the things that I was doing was, okay, so my calendar was full already, my plate was full already, but I kept adding things that I love mm-hmm. to try mm-hmm. to balance out the yep. the busyness of the things yep. that I might not like to do and. I did what you just said. I put so many things on my plate um, 
things that I love to do, but I was I got to a point where I was so burned out that the things that I love I I didn't enjoy anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um mm-hmm. and so that's when we talk about how you address burnout, one of the things I want to do is talk to my people about getting back to the basics. It's mm-hmm. it's my mm-hmm. I, you know, I've always said that as a leader, but I I lost it. I yeah, lost yeah. it. And so one of the things I want to do is really talk about what is your key role and what job functions do you need to perform to meet the needs of that role and get rid of the rest. Yeah. And I'm not yeah. saying to just go and be a, um, you know, because we have, we're all overachievers <laughs> in our right, roles. Right. Um, and I don't want to take away their joy, but also if we keep the main thing, the main thing, the rest of it is white noise and can lead to burnout and lead yeah. to fatigue. And yeah. so I need to, just like the conversation I had with my husband where he said, you're, you're burning the candle at both ends. I love all of these other things that I was doing, but it was bringing misery to my role. It was definitely adding to my burnout. So I made my plate too full. Now, now, our job also has made our plates too full. Okay, like we don't want to, we yeah, can't yes, even avoid that. Yes, Let's just be honest. Yes. Our our plates are too full. COVID times caused some growth issues, um, yep. in our role where they go, oh, everybody's working from home, even yep. though Jessica and Samantha have already worked from home. Everybody should attend all of the meetings all of yes. the time. Yes. <laughs> so yes. you know, our plates increased. And also, part of what I was trying to do in my healing was doing things that I loved, and so I kept filling my plate. So, yeah. um, so have you been able to take anything off of your plate while I've you been know, away? Um, <laughs> ironically, I've had a couple of things just fall off, which which um, I'm not sad about, right? What I realized right. is they fell off, and I went, I'm not really sad that those couple of things are gone. Right. Um, you know, so, so I haven't intentionally taken other things off my plate, um, but you know, I there are like goals and markers that I'm looking for. Like one of my pet projects, I know that it's coming to a conclusion in the next couple of weeks to a month, mm-hmm. and just knowing that, it's like okay. Okay, there's a mm-hmm. there's a light, right? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it's coming to a conclusion. I'm not replacing it. I'm not going to put something in its place. In fact, I've even um, intentionally thought about when those drop off, just putting a block on my calendar. It, and I've done time. this. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. yes. I have. <laughs> I've intentionally. I and I've I've been telling my employees about this, like. I have intentionally gone into my calendar and I do it about two weeks in advance and every day I look for at least one hour and I call it save, I call it save Samantha. Mm. And it is my time and I've decided in that time, it's my time to do what I want to do. Yeah. Because my brain needs think time, my brain needs process time. Yes. So if mm-hmm. that means that I need to go for a run so I can process what I'm thinking about, that's fine. If that means that I'm going to do some yoga to decharge from the 12 meetings that I had before that, that's okay too. And so it's like that intentional practice of like giving myself that time and so 
I'm not gonna lie, like thinking about some of those things dropping off, I'm like, maybe I just kind of block it out initially. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. So that I don't feel the need to fill it again and somebody else doesn't see it as a possibility to fill it. Right. We've got to have enough time to, in any industry, to do the job you're hired to do. Yes. Outside of the meetings you have to attend. Yes. <laughs> and so, you know, and I know that that's part of what led to my burnout. Yeah. I was recently telling somebody, I remember finishing, I mean, I mean, I've only been gone on my leave for, I mean, it's been six weeks and I, I'm scheduled for my 12, but, um, or no, it's been eight. It's been about eight. But anyway, um, I, it'll never leave my mind that in the first three days of almost every single week, I would have 20 meetings. Yes, yes. And I still had work to do in between those meetings. And a lot of meetings I was over or, you know, double booked or overlapping or triple booked. And you need that time to do your actual job. Yes. And so um, that's a, that's something that while I've been away is uh, the one of the very first conversations I'm going to have with my people when I go back is getting back to basics, keeping the main thing yes. the main thing. They know that phrase. I've used yes. it with them. We've just yeah. gotten away from it during COVID and um, really talk about their burnout and how they're feeling and uh, making sure they're they're taking time off and stepping away and actually turning off um, in our online world. I think that that, you know, I mean, just hearing you talk about it, it speaks to me about like you time, right? Yeah, we need to find like time for mm-hmm. ourselves beyond work but we need to find time for ourselves in work right yes if we don't have time for ourselves to work on the things that we need to to think about the things that we need to yes then it's all out of balance so like finding you time it's everywhere like you need to find time for yourself in every aspect of your life right and Mm -hmm. I think we forget about that we talk so much about it like about make sure you're finding time for yourself um and we mean that like make sure you're exercising make sure you're doing the things you love like if you love taking baths take bath or reading or whatever Mm -hmm. but or sitting there and doing absolutely nothing but like the same holds true for your work day Mm -hmm. where you know, and I, just thinking even outside of this role, I used to love getting in my car and driving from building Me to too. building because that mm-hmm. was my time mm-hmm. where I was like, I can decharge. Like, I'm not doing anything else except driving. It's and your own then, bubble. <laughs> yes, it's my bubble. And that that got lost when I went to remote, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, mm-hmm. so important, I think, that we transition that idea that it's not just about finding you time outside of work. It's always, it's finding you time everywhere. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So what mm-hmm. else do you do um, to help with burnout or what other suggestions do you have for people who might be experiencing mm-hmm. burnout? You know, um, something that's really big for me, and and I think that I've learned this through through life, is like being present. Mm-hmm. Um, I can get worked up, and that only contributes to my burnout. So, and I and I tend to get worked up. My anxiety produces when I start future thinking, mm-hmm. and 
it's really not doing me any good to future think. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm planning for all of these things and I, you know, um, and then all of a sudden the load, the, whatever was on my plate, that item that I'm future thinking about, um, it's just increased its size enormously, right? And I'm not even there. And so, um, you know, really for me, like, I need to be present, you know, like, and being conscious about that. When mm -hmm. I feel my anxiety starting to like work up, okay, what am I gonna do to bring myself back? Sometimes it's mm -hmm. easy. Sometimes I can just walk out of my office space. Sometimes I can walk out mm -hmm. of my home and go for a run. And sometimes it's not, right? And so then right. it takes like more intention, okay, I'm, it's still in my brain like what can I do I need to figure out how to be present and and like and really look at my immediate circumstance and what can mm -hmm. I control immediately mm -hmm. you know um I just had an incident happen where um my boss suggested some change and I started future thinking about it and mm -hmm. major anxiety you know um and when I paused and when I like thought about it like okay what can I immediately do I can es express my dissatisfaction with that right like I have the freedom to do that I can say that caused my anxiety to peak and here's why mm -hmm. um and so like that just doing that step like okay I can breathe through this, right? And then I'm going to figure it out, then whatever happens next. Um, but that being present piece is, it, it's probably, I use it all the time, but it's so critical mm -hmm. for me for a lot of things. What about for you? So when you were talking about being present, two things came to mind. Um, part of how I be present <laughs> is to look for the beauty around me or find moments of awe so it kind of it stops that thought spiral you know so I just look around me so um when I'm present you know if I'm sitting there and I'm I'm catastrophizing or I'm thinking about oh you know like the example that you just used something that is happening at work that made my anxiety go up I stop and look around the room so it could be just the room I'm in it could be my office but usually it's while I'm sitting on the couch and I'm stressing out about something I can stop myself and say you know I'm actually not at work right now but my brain is so I'm going to be present and just be with my my spouse or just watch this show or just read this book because I'll find myself reading the same passage over and over again because my brain is actually stressing about something that hasn't even happened. Well, you know, this could mean that I have to work 80 hours a week and da, 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 you know. And so I try to stop that thought spiral. So I love looking for the beauty around me. So if I'm not just sitting on the couch, you know, maybe I get up and I go for a walk and I take my phone with me not to be on it, but to take pictures. And I love mm -hmm. nature walks, whether that's my neighborhood or um, at a local park, going for a hike, going to a lake. Um, and I should say going for a hike was an old thing I used to do. I don't have the ability to do it right now, but um, you know, that was one of my, the things I love to do. So now we will go on drives looking for mm -hmm. places of beauty so that I could take pictures. And we use them a lot on our account, our mm -hmm. and life happen account. Um, and the other thing that I really have been working on lately is in regards to stopping the thought spiral is, you know, the post from a recent, it was, um, about when you find yourself when your thoughts are spiraling spiraling um what does it say when you're drowning in your thoughts you can get out of the water i i lay in bed and i 
I'll be, I'll have a beautiful day and I'll get in bed and my brain will start firing off all the what ifs Mm. and they Mm. can be absolutely horrific. What if I would have, you know, dropped my niece in the lake when I took her on the jet ski? We never had any danger. We were going so slow, but I laid there for 30 minutes (laughs) that night going, oh my God, and nothing bad had happened. And so I've started saying to myself, get out of the pool. Mm. And it's the funniest little Mm. thing, but... Your thoughts, you are thought spiraling. Get out of the pool, and I just, I'll just stop. I'll just stop the thought process and start thinking about something happy. And what I've done is started saying affirmations instead. Totally changes my thought process, and has really helped me. I'm actually sleeping or falling asleep, I should say, much much better than I have in the past. I mean, I would lay there for an hour and just think of all these horrible things or conversations that are never going to take place, but I've got it all lined out. You know, like, this is what I would say to that person, you know, like, get out of the pool. So um, Hmm. that's what when you were saying about being present, thought spirals are not being present. No. So. Uh And what like key term, right? Like one key little phrase you can say for yourself. They just the, Mm -hmm. the run I was listening to today where they provide coaching as you're running and music and stuff. And Uh um she was talking about nerves and like our nerves can work for us or against us right like our thoughts can work for us or against us and she's like instead of saying um you know i don't know if i can do this say i'm excited and look Mm -hmm, at the mm -hmm. energy impact right and so just even thinking about that and with you you know i think and i think you you're the one who posted um this the post for this but it was like about flipping the script almost yeah. like mm-hmm. how do we do that uh, and i don't know about you you know one in hearing you talk about looking for the beauty around you that's gratitude for me you know this going for my run today short um but running towards the mountains and being able to see them it's not always that clear and seeing the mm-hmm. snow and the variation and the way the light's hitting it you know and just like oh, i'm thankful to be able to do this i'm thankful mm-hmm. to be able to run um and and that's not to try and say that sometimes it's hard for me like to be thankful for something or to find gratitude in something sometimes mm-hmm. it's super hard to do that but um just having those moments to be like Oh man, I'm so, I'm so, I don't know what I do without my friends. I don't know, you know, Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. all of those little moments and just absorbing those in, right? Like, I don't know. What do you, do you find like that, that gratitude piece combined with your beauty, like looking for the beauty? Do you find those connected? I do. I do. And I have, and I'm looking up at my bookshelf and I don't see it. So I must have walked away with it, but I have the two minute gratitude journal and that's not the correct name. Um, but I am looking for it. Two Um, minute mornings. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I I was doing that, um, as part of when I was trying to help with my burnout I think I was too far gone at the moment to yeah. do it right and do it well. But it's something that I have the intention of going back to um, is in the morning setting my intention in the gratitude journal. It is a I use it for work. So it's at my office space. Um, I also use the Bloom app. 
And the Bloom app asks you, I, I you could select what you want to do. And one of my activities is daily gratitude. So I journal in there and that's at the end of my day. So the end of my day, I have a gratitude journal. And at the beginning of the day, I set my intention with, with it. So, um, you know, I am grateful for this amazing cup of coffee. I am grateful for a workable schedule. <laughs> I am grateful mm-hmm. for the people I get to meet with today. And, you know, and I, and I set it out like that. So instead of being like, uh, I have to have, you know, blank meeting later today. It's yay. I get to learn from blank person today. And so right. gratitude is definitely connected to how I help with burnout, but also positivity and the positivity can help the reframing or flipping the script can help to avoid burnout from the, from the get go, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you, you've also been doing, and I'm hoping you, you can share about this. You've been doing something that even when you started, I was like, Oh, share it with me. Um, because I'm thinking about myself and when I've experienced sometimes burnout in the past, and, and I say this to people all the time, like I need my desk, sp- desk space mm, clean, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Or if, if things are too messy, like I'll feel it. And so then sometimes mm-hmm. I just have to take the moment and like clean everything up and because it mm-hmm. changes my frame of line. You've been doing so much like with decluttering, like. Yes, yes. Um, I started that, uh, my sister-in-law, posted anybody want to do this with me and it was a two-week thing or a one-week thing I it was a one-week thing and it was in December beginning of January little things to start out the new year um very little decluttering things like your desk or um like your silverware drawer I mean it was little decluttering and now I'm doing one where it's a bigger project once a week and it's I think 16 weeks and because of the burnout I was in, I wasn't doing the things that I would normally do around my house. So my, we call it the Harry Potter closet, the um, closet under the stairs, um, it was full to the brim. I mean, we would just open the door and throw stuff in. <laughs> it oh was my. so bad. It was so bad. And um, that's one of the things that I did was that on the week for closets, I... Um, I went through that and it has really helped me with my burnout and with the Mm -hmm. other feelings that I was feeling because it was like I was everything around me was closing in I was so buried with work and the stress of work that I was letting everything else fall by the wayside so I am doing this decluttering program I cannot think of the name of it um and I would I would totally I would totally give it a little plug on here, but it's 16 weeks. Um, my sister-in-law found it online on Facebook, actually. And she sends you what you're going to do each week. This is the, you have an outline first of mm. these, the 16 weeks that you'll, you know, and so you can make some changes if, if you don't have that room. Like one of them is the garage. I'm not touching the garage. That's <laughs> not my domain. So I have a, I put a different thing on there. Um, you know, and so, um, I've loved that. And then, and then each week she sends you lessons about decluttering that area and how that will help you feel and why we might be doing that. Mm-hmm. And it really focuses on how you feel decluttering that. And it has been a really big part of my healing. Um, I just 
waited too long to do all of these things you know yeah um, cleaning is so important decluttering your desk is so important and uh keeping your i have a junk counter i have a catch-all counter keeping that organized like when it fills up i don't even realize the anxiety i'm carrying around Mm -hmm. by that area being Mm -hmm. full Mm -hmm. and so when this 16 weeks is over i'm just going to repeat it and do maintenance on the other on the on the rooms again on the things again. So this week was closets, not your bedroom closet. That's um, a different time. But um, I did the linen closet. Um, is it linen closet slash art closet? I did the closet under the stairs. Um, you know, it's just been amazing. And it doesn't take that much time. But it it's just been so helpful. Um, so yeah, decluttering. Um Something that you have said to me many times um, is finding joy. And I know we've kind of talked about that a little bit with the awe and looking for beauty, but how else do you find joy and how does that affect your burnout? Oh, you know, um, it, when I'm getting burned out, um, it's super hard. You know, I, I think naturally that's something that I look for every single day, all the time, like just those moments of like, whoa, that, you know, uh, like I, th- that's just a moment. Um, but when I'm, when I'm burning out, it's hard. It's mm-hmm. so hard to find joy. And, you know, and so for me, I think it, it's the intentionality behind it. Like, I'm going to sit here and put my phone down mm-hmm. and I'm going to be in the moment with my daughter and oh my gosh what an amazing moment this is mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. um you know but it's it's like I have to force the intentionality behind it when I'm burning out because when I'm burning out or when I'm burned out at, you know mm-hmm. to the point where I'm like I can't do this anymore um I need to step away like Mm -hmm. then it's hard I go into it's like a robot mode let's be honest right where Mm -hmm. it's like let me just do the routines that I know that I need to do and then I'm gonna pull myself away so I'm gonna be in my phone I'm gonna be absorbed in this I'm gonna be absorbed in this which is only contributing to my burnout more right Um, (laughs) so it's just like just being like I intentionally Put it down, Samantha. Put your phone down. Take mm-hmm. a moment and be present. Um, so, so critical for me. Something you said reminded me of something else that you posted recently that was one of my favorite posts um, on our Instagram account was do nothing. And we haven't touched on that for burnout today. And how important it is is it to give yourself permission to do nothing? Yeah, and, and I know and that you've like been doing that recently, <laughs> trying to key, work that in. Key word for you too, like giving yourself permission, right? I don't know why we think we have to go all the time. Like, mm-hmm. why do we think that we've got to just like go, 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 go? Like, gosh, darn it. Sometimes yep. we need to step back and say, it's okay for me to sit here and do absolutely nothing and be mm-hmm. a vegetable. Absolutely. You don't have to schedule in. I gotta bake cookies with my daughter. I gotta right. go to this craft fair with my grandson. I've gotta. Da, da, da. You don't have to schedule in those moments. And 
what I've noticed is what some of the greatest moments of joy that I've found is when I'm doing nothing. You know, doing nothing, plopping my behind on the couch, watching my grandson play is extremely joyful for me. And it helps me to decompress and relax. And I'm not scheduling events. Um, and there's, you know, sometimes when I have him, I'm, I have that pressure of I need to find something to do. And nobody's put that pressure on me but myself. Uh, you know, I got to go. I got to take him to someplace. I've got to do something with someone while I have him. Yeah, and other times yeah. I'm like, you know what, dude? You're just going to play with your toys. And I'm just going to sit on the couch and listen to... Paw Patrol (laughs) while you play because I get extreme joy out of watching my kids play, my grandson play. It it is something that has brought me joy my whole life. Um, And so doing nothing is so important. And even when I don't have him, doing nothing Mm -hmm. is sometimes Mm -hmm. all that is needed. And and so I, I wanted to make sure we tie that in because we've given all these ideas. But guess what? Sometimes we just need to do nothing. And that's yes. why it was one of my favorite posts of yours that you've ever, I mean, I have a lot of favorites. I think I say that almost every time you post and I'm like, this is my new favorite. Um, but do nothing is so important. We don't have to do something every single day. Right. Um, so last thing, I think that I, unless there's anything else we've skipped, um, I think that I want to talk about is seeking support. And just to give the caveat here, we are not medical professionals. Um, just a reminder that this is, we are not giving medical advice, but I would like to talk about how seeking support has helped with burnout, how me seeking support has helped with my burnout, and maybe how you seeking support has helped you previously. Do you want to go first? You want me to go first? No, why don't you go first and share? Okay. So, it took me two years. I have been looking for a therapist for two years, mm-hmm. um, maybe even three, because I know there was a space of time that I just gave up, threw my hands in the air, like I couldn't find one. And then um, I found this, um, and I'm definitely going to get the name of this one to share. I found this thing called openpathcollective.org. And I'll say it again. I am not paid for this. Uh, this is just, I, I want people to know about it openpathcollective.org um i stumbled upon it coincidentally on instagram it was an ad and i mm-hmm. thought you know what I'll, I'll just look and i reached out to six therapists and all six got back with me four within 15 to 30 minutes i met four right away got my little um 15 minute thing with them um scheduled appointments and met one that I fell in love with just we clicked and I'm now going to continue speaking with her but just knowing that I have somebody to talk to that is um not a friend or a spouse so Mm -hmm. there's this burden you feel right like I don't want to be a burden I don't want to overwhelm people or I'm talking about myself too much um but also because the people who love me love me they might not say to me um, oh, and, I, and Samantha, I know you would be like, Jessica, stop. <laughs> but even though you are extremely honest and my husband is extremely honest, we care about people. And sometimes we won't say to them, you're wrong. Yeah. Or, you know, you are the one who is causing these problems. Here's what we need to do to help you fix them. So I wanted that therapist to help equip me with, with how to, I mean, the first thing I said to her, what I want to talk about is my burnout. 
-hmm. I need to know what I can do to continue forward because I can't keep going like this. And so finding that person was so difficult, three years. But when I found that open path um, collective.org, um, what's great about it is it's based on your income. And so it's reduced fees if you don't have insurance. You know, a lot of times insurance will cover um, therapy anyway. But I, I want to normalize seeing a therapist or talking to a professional about life. And, and it doesn't yes, have to be talk yes. therapy, art therapy, music therapy, dance yes. therapy. I want that to be normalized. I think it should be a regular part of our vernacular, like, I wish companies gave you a day off to go see your therapist. I just, you know, so that's for me. I'm just diving into it. Um, but I feel lighter just knowing I finally found somebody that I'm not always dumping on my close friends, my colleagues, or, you know, that it, because eventually you feel like a broken record. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What about you? <laughs> You know, I just in hearing you talk, I'm like, you you know my soapbox on this. Like, I feel like we should all have therapists. Um, we all need them, and we should just constantly be involved with them. It should be like going mm-hmm. to the doctor. You know, like mm-hmm. we go to the doctor for wellness checkups. We you know go to the dentist. We do all of those things, and yet we. D- don't do it for our mental health Um, and Mm -hmm. so for me like it's such a critical piece Um, and and you know I've had I've had multiple therapists in my life um, talk therapists um, because that's for me you know what I what I've needed but um, you know for and 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 realizing sometimes you know you brought up a good point too like I don't know. I've had sometimes therapists where I'm trying and I'm like, this isn't clicking. And Mm -hmm. that's okay. It's okay then for me to walk away. Um, But I think the power in, and you said it so beautifully, I don't even know how to rephrase it, but the power in having somebody external who's not your friend, Mm -hmm. who's not your family member, Mm -hmm. who can listen, provide you with strategies, you know, all Mm -hmm. of those things um, that, that, it doesn't have the personal connection you know um what an impact that can make on on your overall mental health and just being and feeling equipped Mm -hmm. to handle new situations when they arise because we Mm -hmm. we both know this isn't going to be the last time we're burned out right right Mm -hmm. it's the nature of the beast right but to circle back to something you said earlier that i just want to go back to is like you know you got to it, it got to a point where it's almost too far right so mm, it would definitely did <laughs> um and, and so i think like being able to if, if we put these strategies in place if we get support all of those things being able to really identify burnout earlier mm-hmm. so that we can start combating it earlier right so that it doesn't have to get to the point where it's too far instead we can go oh I know what this is, you know, like at the yeah. first little inklings of it, like our body's like, nope, you know this. What do you need to do? And you just make sure you're taking care of yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Where that is what we're doing instead of like, oh my gosh, it's too far. And now, and now what, right? So, yeah. yeah. I agree with Good you. There. I agree with you on all of that. Um, so, 
before we wrap up, I have one thing I wanted to ask. Um, in doing these things, I know because you had mentioned rec- that yours is recent and you're still in your, I'm still in my burnout too, but I'm on the upswing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I stepped away from work and that was huge. You are still in the trenches at work. And so you're mm-hmm. dealing with the burnout real time. In identifying that you are burned out and implementing these and pausing and, and all of these things, what have you noticed about yourself since realizing that you're in a phase of burnout? Um, I think it, the realization's huge, right? So um, it's just, for me, the realization, like, I'm here. Okay, I'm here. I'm here. Um, and so, and then what am I going to intentionally do to take care of myself? Mm-hmm. Um, until I can get to that light, perhaps, you know, like that meeting is going to drop off. Okay, until I can get there, what can I do to take care of myself in the mm-hmm. interim? Um, and how do I not let it progress? So mm-hmm. have I still not changed? Like, you know, I, I said earlier, I haven't changed my sheets. I don't know when. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but there are things that I'm doing where I need to do those things. And those, so the sheets do need to drop off, right? I need to intentionally make sure I work out every single day. Mm-hmm. I have to. Because that helps me maintain a stable mental health where I'm not like spiraling out of control right mm-hmm. um, and so I think the, for me the recognition fairly early being able to say okay I'm here and now let me put some intentionality behind it as I work to adjust things so that I can get out of it completely right mm-hmm. um, and and so it, I'm just in this interim phase um where sometimes it hits me a little hard and then and then mm-hmm. and then I'm like okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think it's important to do what is best for you in this situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um and it and that's different for everyone and that probably is different for us daily. Yes. Um you know what's best in the situation and we're talking about working from home and it's a little different than somebody who works in an office they can't go for a jog yes um but maybe they can walk around their building or go for a drive or leave the building for lunch because a lot of people don't maybe that's important um so we would love suggestions from our listeners on things that they've done um to help with their burnout because of course we're we've been with our organization for so long it's at home and that's you know what we've we've adapted our lives to be um how we cope, you know, our coping strategies for working at home. Um, what I've noticed about myself since stepping away um, is that, you know, and I mentioned this earlier, that my relationships were suffering, and that's with all of my relationships. But I have said to my husband a couple times, I I never didn't love him. <laughs> Double negative there. I, it, there was never a question about that. Mm-hmm. But I can love him better Mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I am not burned out. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that is going to sound negative to people. Um, it's not. It's a beautiful thing where I find myself saying, I love you more. And we say it all the time. But before it'd be like, love you, good night. And now it's like, you know, I really love you. It's different. I'm present. I'm in the moment. I am experiencing the joy where before I was just kind of going through the motions. Love you. Good night. Love you. Good morning. Love you. Love you. We both work from home. So we would pass each other. Okay. Love you. 
and now I can feel it and express it and feel it. And that's the biggest thing that I've noticed is, um, you know, like relationships with my kiddos, my son, my youngest still lives at home and he would come in and talk to me or I would, you know, see him coming home from school, whatnot. And we, we would talk to each other at the time I was burned out. It would be almost painful because I was so busy and so buried that it would almost break me down to have to stop because I knew so much was going on. So I'd have to put aside that huge project I was working on to talk to him because I wanted to give him my full attention. But at the same time, it was burning that candle again at both ends. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. that stepping away from me, I can stop what I'm doing and give him my undivided attention and truly focus on the conversation. And same with, uh, you know, seeing family members. Before I would be the zombie, I was present, but not present. You know, right. my, I just, I didn't experience the joy or faked it till I made it just to yeah. be able to go home. Yeah. And now I can um, experience the joy that other people are experiencing. And, and, you know, people will say it's more than just burnout, it's depression or anxiety. And, and it is, I mean, there's, there's so much to burnout, but stepping away changed my life mm-hmm. for the better. And now when I go back, I will go back healthy. Mm-hmm. And so that's the thing that what I noticed the most is that I just, I should have done it a long time ago and it's really changed I had all these strategies. You know my board on the wall. I have all these strategies for talking to people and communication. And, um, you know, I have pause on my board. I have what can I learn or do here? I mean, I have slow down. I have all these things on this bulletin board in front of me. But they felt stressful. They overwhelmed me. And now I'm like, these are beautiful. I, you know, like, (laughs) I can really enjoy them and implement them and not feel like again just the walking zombie going through the motions so mm-hmm. um um anything else that you would like to share about burnout samantha i don't think i have anything do you i don't think so i mean i'm sure i'll think of it when we're done yeah, for the day 12 million but, things when we're done <laughs> yeah but um thank you for joining us today next month we will return to our typical format of having uh, a guest share their resiliency story this month we thought we would change things up a little bit and talk about burnout because it is impacting so many people right now thank you for joining us thank you for listening to and life happened we hope you enjoyed this episode and will continue to listen and like our podcast if you would like to support our podcast you can do so by sharing this with others to build our community of resilience to stay updated on the latest information please follow us at and underscore life happened on instagram If you would like to share your life happens story of resilience, please complete the form in our Instagram bio. These are our personal stories and we are not mental health professionals. This is not a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be relied on as health or personal advice. Thank you.